0: The first thing I knew was, okay, I need to hire people, but what's my fear? What's my roadblock to that? How do I trust them? Nobody can take care of these dogs like I do. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
1: So in the beginning, before maybe it was even called Dog's Energy, or maybe let me know if it was called Dog's Energy at the time, was it just you? It was called Wags
0: and Wiggles. But was it just
1: you? (laughs) That's it so was cute. just me. Okay. So, went from, I guess you were self employed. Yes. Yeah. You were your own contractor and you were walking 20 to 30 dogs a day and it was wags and wiggles. And then you have this aha moment. Is mm-hmm. the timeline right? Yeah. Okay. I
0: started in college and uh, wanted to make extra cash, I was making hand over fist cash for a college student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents were like, we sent you to UCSD to be a dog walker. And I was like, yeah, but look at these dollars!" It was pretty funny. Um, And then I ended up actually hiring my mom. (laughs) I feel like, Adam, can you include like a a dog like audio right there? That would be amazing. Um, And I was doing what I loved, but then I couldn't do it all. And then I was like, I need to hire. And I actually, I remember a pivotal moment for me when I realized that I needed to have a goal and I'm all about setting those goals, writing them down, journaling and getting clear on what you want. Right. Because then you can work backwards. So I remember a bunch of years back, I said, you know what? I want to make 10 grand per month. Yeah. And then, then I said that way I can still live off of my measly like, you know, I think I was only doing... $2,000 $2,000 a month yeah. and, and like a $300 a month rent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I thought, well, what if I keep living off of this amount? Right. And I don't increase my spending, but I want to make this amount so that I can afford to bring on a, another dog walker. Right, right. And then that way I can pay them and then I'll keep investing the other amount back into my business so right. that I can continue to grow it. Yeah. And then that way I can pay myself more later. Right. Right that sort of thing. And it's just a snowball effect.
1: And and when you were, when you went into the garbage truck, um, were you still, you were still working? It was just you at that point, right? Yeah. So what did that look like? And, and I mean, I'm sure that experience had to be daunting going from just you to now trying to figure out systems and processes and hiring. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How, how do you go from just Mm -hmm. you to beyond?
0: small steps breaking it down. So the first thing I knew was, okay, I need to hire people, but what's my fear? What's my roadblock to that? Well, gosh, I don't know. Are they contractors? Are they employees? What's How do I run payroll? Yeah, All those questions. But also it was, how do I trust them? Nobody can take care of these dogs like I do. But guess what? There's people out there that take care of dogs better than I do. And I think that our egos get in the way and we think we're so good that we can't trust anyone else to come on board, but everybody has their own strengths. And then it comes matter of trusting people, but finding the right people.
1: This is, wait, dude, this is so crazy. We were talking about this uh, before we started recording that I'm building out an ambassador program for We Are LA Tech and I'm worried about quality control. And here you are. Essentially, you have a dog walking ambassador program. Yep. Exactly. Essentially, mm-hmm. ambassadors of dogs. <laughs> yeah,
0: not um, everybody's yeah. going to be great. And yeah. sometimes people need to move on. Maybe they're not a culture fit, but it's about getting clear on what that person is, what your avatar right. is. Yeah. And also having your systems and processes. So that is having an employee handbook or right. having values that are written down or a mission statement. Yeah. Um, it's also about. Interviewing a hundred people, yeah, but then knowing that you're only going to choose the top five out of that hundred, yeah, um, and then I would say also it's about having the systems. What do people do every time? So you mentioned you were worried about people not introducing people properly. Yeah. that's
1: that's a huge thing. Yeah, because you need so uh, something that I do is I create. For those of you who don't know, I create meaningful. Offline experiences and a really key component to that is imagine when you go to a networking event I don't do networking events. I create experiences But imagine when you go to a networking event You walk in and it's really intimidating because you don't know anybody and then you feel like at least I do I stand in the corner and I feel really socially awkward I'm, like I don't want to interrupt that person or that person and here Yes, it is true. Even though I can podcast I get really socially awkward uncomfortably and so I like to create an experience where you walk in and immediately you feel like you walked into your best friend's living room Mm -hmm. and you feel welcome and you're immediately introduced to everybody else there and you understand what the common factors are and it's this super inclusive, warm environment to like let down your your guard and just, just
0: be. Yeah. And you can create a handbook or a program or a script that is literally like, this is what we say to greet each guest. Yeah. Here's a variety, variety. but say these things.
1: This is so weird. I never thought I had anything in common with a a dog walking business.
0: Every business is the same. It's just a matter of getting your processes in place and standardizing. And if it's not standardized, then your quality is going to go down the toilet.
1: And we're going to get into your tech company and how this evolved into your tech company in a second. But do you use any particular programs or have any um, suggestions on how to put processes in place?
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I created Handler.
1: <laughs> and I didn't even, honestly, you guys, I was so real.
0: I did not try even try to set her up. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Okay. So I knew that I needed to hire, but how was I going to trust them? how do, How did I, how was I going to know that somebody actually walked the dog? Yeah, like they could tell me. Oh, yeah, I went and took care of Fifi at three o'clock and then the owner calls me. This happened to me. My clients would call me and say, did you walk my dog today? And I was like, oh, my gosh, of course. I even had your dog out like an hour longer because I felt guilty that your dog was home alone all day. Yeah. And because the leash was perfectly put back where I had put it and because I didn't write a note, they didn't know. Yeah. And then, and then I felt skeezy about it. Yeah. And and so, and then they were, and anyways, so what I wanted. Yeah, because how are
1: they supposed to know that you're telling the truth? No, it's and, all about trust. And you're like, here I was just totally trying to respect your
0: home. So it was exactly as you had it. And actually that wasn't mm-hmm. the good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how would I know that? Yeah, Yeah. So then I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to hire people, I need to have checks and balances. I need, I want them to, like, how am I going to give them their schedule? Well, yeah. it started out where I was writing everything down in one of those old fashioned books. <laughs> yeah. You know, this and then totally. am I going to have to email them every night? Am yeah. I going how? OK, maybe now I can use Google Calendar. But then right. with Google Calendar, now I would have to do invoices for like 50 dogs right. for that month. Right. That's 50 invoices going back through Google Calendar, figuring out when I walk the dog. No wonder I was putting that off for three months. Right. So then I realized what if Google Calendar had a button on it? Yeah, And I just had to click that button and it charged my client's car that was saved on file. Right. And then what if there's GPS tracking? Like what if I give my dog walkers an app so they can see all their dog walks for the day, what time they're supposed to be there, get directions to the job. They check in. It alerts the client and me, the business owner, that they've arrived. Yeah, It's GPS pin dropped. Now they write um, a little chat about how the dog did that day and a cute little photo. This is Awesome. Thanks. This is handler. It's so hard to describe unless I like describe it like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then they check out and it automatically charges the client's card on file. right? And now they get a whole update. They can rate their dog walker. Yeah. So now me as the business owner, I, I used to have to beg people to write Yelp reviews. Which yeah. Is so negatively biased. But anyways, yeah. it's a whole nother thing. Um now, now I know. Okay, my dog walker has a 99.9% rating. She's awesome, but why does this person have a 90%? Right. They they need training or they need to go. Right, right.
1: Well, that's one thing. I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I really appreciated you sharing it. One thing about your dog company is that you uh, do train all your dog walkers. They're required to go through a very official training before for a week or more before they walk any dog. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really um, unique and, and awesome. Yeah. Very responsible company.
0: <laughs> well, actually, yeah. that brings me to something which I'm really passionate about. Is go for it. The reason why I believe in small business owners so much, and that's why Handler is a platform that's open to small business owners because yeah. what has happened with the on-demand app like the big ones right is that they're trying to disrupt small businesses mom and pops
1: so right. like me for
0: instance I've owned my dog walking business for 11 years yeah and now a company like company x yeah that has an on-demand dog walking app yeah. with all these contractors that yeah. are losing dogs yeah they get millions of dollars in funding and then and all the small business owners are up in arms like oh my god you are totally outbidding us on Google ads and Facebook ads yeah. and everything else yeah. and stealing clients and they they have contractors so yeah. they, 30 their costs are 30 plus percent lower yeah. than me who has employees and I insure my dog walkers with workers comp in case they break their leg or something. Yeah.
1: it. So I have the privilege of getting to like actually know you and who you are. And I'm so proud of what you've done. And I think your story is really, really powerful and inspiring. And the reason I want to share it is because you have built a super useful product that does help this Really like underserved market, meaning small businesses like, you know, uh, I remember when Zappos became really popular and every all the e-commerce shops uh, and 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 physical clothing stores freaked out over Zappos. And then little did they know Amazon would then, you know, I think Amazon used to be just books or something. I can't remember mm-hmm. in the beginning, but I remember I used to get my books from Best Book Buy and that, that eventually I think became Amazon or something, you know. Well, now Amazon has physical bookstores. Which is so funny to me that I didn't know. I know they have the grocery <laughs> stores, but um, but so that's what I mean by this this market that usually people aren't empowering. They're not, they're trying to take away from them, and here mm. so you're doing something truly meaningful, but it hasn't been an easy process. So what I want to ask is why why mm. fight the fight? And I hate that term "fight" because I believe, believe in living in a state of ease, no matter what. But so maybe I'll rephrase it, but uh, why continue to pursue something when, there, when it's not a fluid path? When you, mm-hmm. when you do have other options, even though your product is great on this, it's not an easy journey. Why continue?
0: Uh, because I really believe in what it can do to transform a business owner's life yeah. because I was that person. Yeah, I was the person who was exhausted, crying every night. Like I was just, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, But then I I was able to push past that and get past that fear and get the systems and processes in place and the technology in place. And now, I mean, I've traveled to, I think, 25 countries now. Amazing. And I've been able to do that and work on Handler because I was able to put you know, that one business on autopilot with yeah. my amazing team's support. Because of Handler. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was also, I i got Dog's Energy to the point where I was able to step away in order for it to help me fund Handler. Right. And so I was working on that full time. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, then when Handler was in place, oh my gosh, it was like, oh, awesome, now we're just kicking butt. Yeah, because in the beginning you were writing everything by hand. So you started the- journey, yeah. Yeah,
1: you started the delegating process with Dog's Energy first, and then you're like, wait, there's gotta be a more efficient way to delegate and have systems in place, and then that's where Handler came to be. Um, The technology piece, someone that is not a programmer and what you're building is extremely Mm tech-heavy, how do you, in the beginning, when you're totally new to it, find the right team. And if you end up choosing someone that's maybe not the best fit, how do you sever that in, in a very, (laughs) I mean, platonic way. I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember so many horror stories. Thank God. None of them applied to me, um, of people being so concerned that their code would be stolen and all this stuff. And I've been so fortunate to have the most amazing CTOs as business partners. Mm -hmm. But I like, I wouldn't know how to log into the back end of something and save my code. <laughs> how do you do that? Like, how do you how do you start building this?
0: Uh, like I said, I'm naive. <laughs> and I think that if I if I really knew what I was getting into, I don't think I would have done it. Yeah. That's how difficult this has been. <laughs> yeah. So, and I hate saying that because I want to inspire other women to get into it. And right. I totally think you should if you're up for it. Yeah. Like, you got to be up for these obstacles. And I think that having CTO, a CTO that you trust is yeah. very, very important. Yeah. I really wanted to get my product built. And yeah. I, I found a team to do that. Um, and I, I do, I did have a vendor relationship. Yeah. Which... Is a good thing because they have a full team in place so they can get that built really quickly. Yeah. Um, and then it's a matter of finding your CTO yeah. who can come in once you've proven it, once right. you've built that MVP. Yeah. yeah. And you have, you have, you're able to sell it yeah. and you have customers. Yeah. And now, you know, we're at that point with Handler where we're we're ready to go big. Yeah. Which is exciting, but it's been a long time getting here. Even
1: though the journey of being an entrepreneur is hard and if you knew what was to come ahead, you may not have done it. It's because, like, sometimes we don't know what we're capable of. I love that. Do you know? And yeah. I, yeah. Because.
0: And also, I yeah. think, like, I started my first business when I was 19. Yeah. And I haven't, I've always worked for myself since then. I'm going to yeah. be 32 this year. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that you're so right. That Yeah. Throughout those years, and at first, when I was younger, especially, yeah. I was highly emotional. Yeah, where something would derail me, or something would be really hard, or I would get really stressed, and I yeah. literally would just fall apart, or I'd be screaming and crying, and I'm <laughs> yeah, and it took such an emotional toll and so much of my energy. And that's when a couple of years ago, I got really into Zen Buddhism. Nice. And I got into realizing that I really needed to have time for myself, take care of myself. Yeah. I needed to ride horses again. I needed to spend time with my own dogs. I needed yeah. to travel. Yeah. And that was all part of the process is that you have the challenge. Yeah. You, you aren't able to walk. Yeah. <laughs> you run into a garbage truck. Yeah. And then you go, okay, this is a perfect time to figure out what do I need to do to remove those stressors. Yeah. And that's when you grow. Yeah. So now something challenging happens. And instead of crying, I'm literally kind of like, ooh, (laughs) goody.
1: Do you really? You are a bigger person than me. (laughs) It just
0: happened this month.
1: That's crazy. That's a great great, empowering perspective. Yeah. Like
0: I had a lot of stress on me. Yeah. And instead of falling apart, I literally just went into heads down mode. Like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. This is obviously a sign that I need to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And then I just executed and I felt like, wow, OK, I think I grew up a little bit. It only took like 11 years.
1: That's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. I love I love that. I hope I can get there. That's that's just incredible. Um, I just it's I wish all of you had the opportunity to get to know Britt. She's seriously one of the kindest, most thoughtful, giving. Oh <laughs> you're you're uh, an incredible person and you you truly do overcome a lot and I I definitely feel in this episode like everybody listening doesn't have a sense of what that means nor is it necessarily their business but like I just really appreciate that you literally overcome it like you do not stop and you make sure to rise above every challenge you have and I I I, I really admire you for it
0: Well, and anybody who's going through something, know that there is the other side and that you kind of have to accept, fully accept the fact you're going through it and feel that and then know that it's going to end at some point. Yeah. You're in that moment just for that moment. Yeah. I think that long flights have taught me that. (laughs) I kind of go into this Zen thing where I'm like, I'm stuck here in this seat and it's going to be awful. So I can either complain about it yeah. or I can just watch a great movie and have a glass of wine and be stoked that I can't answer my phone right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when I, I when I get on the plane, I am excited because I'm like, yes. <laughs> 15 hours when I go to like international uh-huh. 15 hours just for me. And I could watch whatever yes. I want. No one can get in touch with me. This is amazing <laughs> like I do not like want connective texting Wi Fi. Like uh-huh. no. Mobile keeps nap. asking, "Did you remember to like turn on your your free Wi-Fi?" I'm like, "No, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah." And then all of a sudden, boom! You're there, and yeah. you're having an amazing time, yeah. and you're not even thinking about that flight anymore. Yeah, and that's how business challenges are completely. And- Thanks so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech
1: Podcast. It's you are so just fun. an angel on this earth. I absolutely adore you. I feel like it is a privilege to know you. I'm not. I'm not saying that lightly. Especially like with the stuff that I've gone through in the last few weeks, it, yeah, ha- knowing the good people in this world that is the magic that is your secret was our arsenal is to be surrounded (laughs) by amazing high quality people i feel the
0: exact same about you and this has been so much fun yay thank you
1: if you guys want to connect with we are LA tech go to we are LA tech on all the socials twitter instagram facebook we have all of them or say hi to me personally at esprit devora i will talk to you guys see you guys hear you guys in the next episode bye Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tee. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. Wearelatech.com slash shop. Represent.